The 435th edition of the MMA Gambling Podcast on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network is brought to you by Underdog Fantasy. Underdog has just added Pick'em Scorchers where you can win 100 times your entry. That's right, turn $5 into $500 in just one game. Plus, every Sunday they're giving away $100,000. Use promo code SGPN at Underdog Fantasy for a 100% deposit bonus of up to $500. We're also brought to you by Game Time. Last minute tickets. Download the Game Time app, create an account, and use code CFBX for $20 off your first purchase. And we're also brought to you by Hall of Fame Bets, the sports betting research platform for parlays, player props, and game lines. Download the Hall of Fame Bets app or visit hofbets.com and use promo code SGPN to get 50% off your first month. Start making smarter bets today. And finally, we're brought to you by our $3,000 NFL Second Chance Survivor Contest, which is presented by Corey Pinkston and the Barking Dog Properties. Feel free to enter. Just go to sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash survivor. Heidi ho DeGenerinos. Welcome to episode 435 of the MMA Gambling Podcast and the Sports Gambling Podcast network let's dedicate this one to crunch crunch gets a lot of episodes dedicated to him one of our friends in the discord but he has a spooky mantle so i have to i i have no choice but to dedicate it to him and his spooky mantle thank you for coming to the show i'm one of your host jeff chalks fox aka jeff locks fox aka the king of kitchener all those nicknames are pending other than the locks king, king of one. kitchener not even a legend. Oh, the king that's right well <laughs> Yeah, because I said Jamal Murray's the legend, so I guess I'll, I'm the king now because I'm much older. Okay. 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 okay we're kings. My, my co-host has something to say about this. This is a, one of our no mon no UFC no problem episodes. I was going to say no Monday no problem. Um, that would be a problem if Monday didn't didn't uh, happen. This is our one of our no UFC no problem episodes. We're going to cover a couple of regional MMA events coming up this week: CES and Fury FC, a couple of the top regional promotions and we'll we'll have a good time while we do it of course because uh the man who who uh questions my reign as king is here with all his winning picks that would be gumby vreeland hello it's tough to to recognize your reign of of picks when we disagreed three times last uh last event and i was sure. right on all three of them uh my reign so, of terror has come yeah. to an end yeah the, the kitchener legend sadly <laughs> well i guess you can't be a king you can go back to being a legend that's what you can be all right, I've been downgraded. Just like I downgraded you from Gumby God to just plain Gumby. Yeah, it was like Gumby uh, Mere Mortal for most of uh, Contender Series this year. But we're back to the regional scene, which is where I was yeah. also doing well. Yes, you have stats, do you not? Yeah, I'm up. Uh, if you bet $100 blindly on every single money line on all of the picks that I've given you over the course of... Oh, hang on. I've got the exact number of <laughs> uh, regional level fights I've given you picks for this year. Hang on, it's... Right, Nick, this is great radio. This is what everybody loves. I've given you a uh, 254 uh, picks. Uh, I've hit roughly 60% of them, so what you would expect. But because good. but because the underdogs are hitting good, we're up about 10 units. So whatever your unit size would be, uh, we're up about 10 of those if you had blindly played the money line every single time this year fantastic and we don't unit shame whatever unit is that's that's fine by us there are though let me say some big units in our discord let me tell you some people that... are putting pictures of big units in there oh i 
<laughs> you didn't I notice like that? that? I I try to keep my eyes off of other people's big units. <laughs> All right. All right. So so be it. Um, anyhow, thoughts on these events before we jump in? Are these the are these just uh well these these are the best that we got this week or are these good events we're gonna cover? They're pretty much the best we've got this week. The CES, <laughs> wild fantastic. See, you know, like, I like going to CES sometimes. Like, I, I think their events are kind of fun. Uh, but it's like they just have gone away from their model, which is like a lot of, you know, like a, they used to put together just like a really good professional fight card where there was like, you know, five or six uh, really good main card fights. And then like three or four guys who are just barely turning pro. And you got a couple of fights out of the bottom of the card. But this one kicks off with one, two, three, four five, six, seven, eight, nine, nine amateur fights to kick off this card Ooh. on the prelims. And like, you know, not that I don't love an Amy fight once in a while, but like CES used to be better than that. So that's kind of disappointing. And, and, you know, like a lot of mismatches in there too. Like they got Charles Rose's little brother in there. He's 10 in one as an amateur. So he's already had 11 amateur fights. He's 10 in one. He's fighting a guy who's four and five. Um, and just like, you know, obviously the sacrificial lamb in there. And it's coming off of back-to-back losses to people with like much less good records than Lucas. Now, that being said, he is the guy who beat Lucas Roca he, like, or uh, Rosa. Like he's the, his only loss, but it was like kind of a fluke knockout. So now they're just like letting him go get his revenge. Um, and that's, it's never fun to watch. <laughs> no. So you're not going to be making, my next question was if you're going to be making the trip down to Ledyard connecticut so i take take it you're not i'm i'm gonna i'm gonna pass on this one i might it's on uh it's on fight pass now though so i, I might be able to you know catch a few of the fights but i'm i'm not that was my next alive. question my next yeah, question was how do you watch this event i think it's on fight pass is it not on fight pass all right cool it doesn't list, say it. anything on topology or on their website so that's why i did not know I'm, how you watch i'm gonna CES. i'm gonna i'm gonna check and, and then i'll get back to you you, you start right. giving us deleted Okay, how about I tell everyone about our lovely sponsors while you look up that? Like, the home base, SGPN. We got the SGPN Second Chance Survivor Contest going on right now. Already knocked out of your NFL Survivor Contest. Don't worry. We got you covered with the SGPN Second Chance Survivor. Presented by Corey Pinkston and Barking Dog Properties. $3,000 are up for grabs. Winner take all. It starts this weekend. That would be week seven this coming uh, this coming weekend. So sign up now. Sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash survivor. Sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash survivor. And of course, Underdog Fantasy is still on board. And Underdog Fantasy has a way to play alongside your favorite football team all season long. Underdog has just introduced Scorchers. Go five for five and pick them Scorchers and enjoy a spicy 100%. 100 times, how about we say? 100 times payout. So 100 times what you bet. If you go five five in your scorchers, and for a limited time, Underdog is extending the first deposit bonus up to five hundred bucks. Plus, if that's not enough for you, hundred thousand dollars Sundays continues on Underdog Fantasy. Ten lucky players will win ten thousand dollars each every week. Gumby, what's the play? The spicy play this week? You can still make it Cowboys if you want, because that's uh, it's if- coming up. Yeah, we'll we'll this will drop by the time they're uh, before they're playing. So who do I love in the Cowboys this week? I mean, it's a bounce back game. The Chargers defense isn't that good. Let's say uh, we'll we'll hit the higher than on on Dakota Rain Prescott's uh, passing yards. There you go. So watch along, make your picks, and maybe make a little cash over on Underdog's mobile app or website underdogfantasy.com. And when you sign up with the promo code SGPN, Underdog will double your first deposit up to five hundred bucks. That's Underdog Fantasy promo code SGPN. 
Gumby, how how do you watch this event? CS seventy five. You know, I'm gonna be honest. I still don't know. Um, I'm doing I'm doing my damnedest right now to try to find out. It does not appear to be on Fight Pass. No, um, no, I, I, I didn't it, see it listed anywhere. Yeah, I thought it was on Fight Pass. It does not appear to be on Fight Pass. So uh, we're we're working on trying to get that information to you. But uh, maybe at some point in time during this recording, I will just randomly blurt out the way that you watch it. <laughs> okay. Just like I blurt things out. Let's break down the event. CS75 Rosa versus Gary. You definitely can bet on it. That's that's a, a certain thing, right? All the yeah, books it, will have odds for this. All the books? No. No. Um, some of our favorite ones that have regional odds all the time. Yes. <laughs> yes. Friday night, some Friday night MMA. This coming Friday, the 20th of October, 8 p.m. Eastern. Is also called Fight for a Cause uh, for Breast Cancer Awareness, I believe, is what they are fighting for. It's at the Foxwoods Resort Casino. You've been there before, right? I have. Yes, I've seen many of fights there, including in a uh, CES one time, which is not their home How base. The... But it's a How it's a pretty Foxwood. Yeah, it's a pretty good um, area to see fights. Like you're, there's not a yep. bad seat in there. So if you are thinking about checking out those fights, uh, despite the fact that I told you it's pretty much an amateur card, um, <laughs> like it, it it's it's like a good spot to watch a fight. We're not breaking down any of the Ami fights today. Well, basically all our fights are going to have quote unquote household names in it, or at least if you're a USC hardcore, you, you'll recognize a lot of the names, including. The first fight we're breaking on middleweight fight, Eric Spicely versus Justin Sumter. You may know both those names, not necessarily both from the UFC, but you may know both the names. This is a three five minute round fight at 185 pounds. Sumter Fort the Fort, aka Fort Sumter. He's he's just before it, not the Fort. He's eight and five, one knockout, five submissions. He's been knocked out four times, submitted once. So he's been finishing all of his losses. Four and one in CES, one and two in Bellator, oh and two on contender series. Do you know? Here's a tough question who'd lose to in both his? Tennis series fights, Dan. Didn't he lose to Mike Rod? Am I wrong? He lost to Mike Rodriguez. I don't one? know. I don't. I, I want to say. I want to say one of them was Mike Rodriguez, and then was the other one Ian, Ian Heinish? Hang on, let me pull it up. I've got it. Don't Ian worry. Heinish it, and it, Ian Heinish and Maki Pitolo. Yeah, I was right about oh, Heinish okay. though. <laughs> Coconut bombs. All right, so that is that's how you may know the name. Justin Sumter, unless you're a crazy hardcore, then you'll know it regardless. Uh, he's one in three over his last four fights, including looting, uh, being TKO'd in his last fight. That was back in April 2022. He's not won since September 2021. Also, he's a pro grappler, three years younger than Spicely, an inch of height, five inches of reach. No odds for these. So Gumby will be guessing the odds, which uh, can be a profitable uh, venture for us. So Spicely, Zebra, Zebrina is the nickname, Gumby. Yeah, it's it's tiny zebra. Yes, what it means. was that always his nickname? That seems yeah. like it's news to me. Really? I can I can tell you why. You want to hear why too? Sure, please. When when he was on the Ultimate Fighter, uh, his his girlfriend at the time, uh, he wanted something to remember her by, so she she gave him some like tiny pair of like zebra underpants, and he just wore them, <laughs> and somebody caught him wearing them, uh, and he. he they started calling him Zabrina after that tiny zebra, uh, despite the fact that he's a okay. big dude. <laughs> interesting, interesting stuff. All right, the tiny zebra is 13 and 8, four knockouts, seven submissions. He's been knocked out five times, submitted twice. 10 and 0 in CES, 2 and 5 in the UFC, 2 and 1 in the Ultimate Fighter, as Dan mentioned. He was on the Ultimate Fighter. He used to fight down at welterweight and up at light heavyweight. He's on 1 and 4 over his last five fights. However, he did win his last fight via submission. And he made his debut in 2013. 
odds and winners, please. So I think Sumter's probably going to come in like negative 160, negative 165. You'll see a return on Spicely right around plus 135, plus 140. Um, I think he should definitely be the underdog here, but I'm going to go with the underdog. Um, because while Spicely, like, I, I think he'll be an underdog because like he looked really bad for like a three fight run. And I know he was dealing with some like issues, like outside of the cage, like some mental health issues and, uh, such like, actually that's what got him cut from the UFC. I don't know if you remember, he was supposed to fight Marcus Perez in a fight, um, and had a tough time cutting weight because of some like antidepressants he was on or something like that. But like, so then he went through a really bad run in Octagon and UAE Warriors. And in his last fight, he came back out and he looked him his old self again. Now, granted, he fought a really bad opponent, but he like won by Twister um, in like uh, less than a minute. So like, he looked like his old self again. He is always, or is and always has been a good grappler. Um, and like the thing that Sumter has that's an issue is questionable takedown defense. He fought Billy Goff, which granted, like a, a tough loss in retrospect, but it was Goff up a weight class, just kind of like trying to get another fight in and, and trying to be a double champion. So the UFC would sign him, which he got what he wanted. He also got taken down a bunch of times by Romero Cotton, which granted, spicy, not the wrestler that Romero Cotton is, but he does look a little bit better in his takedowns than he has recently. And he's got good grappling. Um, and I also just kind of sort of question Justin Sumter's chin too. And and not that, again, not that spicely has got like crazy one punch knockout power, but he did knock out like Cal Magalesh on the regional scene. And, you know, we, we've seen him going and knock people out um, in the past. And also like, man, it's so, so, such a wild thing to say, but like this dude choked out Tiago Santos. I, I feel like that's worth noting when we're talking about him being such a good grappler, like he's gone in there and choked out Tiago Santos, uh, a huge win. So, yeah, I'm going to feign Sumter's chin and his takedown defense, and I'll take Spicely here and and hopefully get him at a pretty decent dog price. All right. The dogs hopefully are barking early for us. Let's move on to what weights. Nate Andrews, Ali Zebian, um, both at uh, 170 pounds, three five-minute rounds. Um, All right. We're going to tell you about Zebian first. VIP is a nickname, so he's very important. He's nine and four with three knockouts. He's been submitted once, the only time he's been stopped. One no in CES. He's lost two straight fights. Before that, he won five straight. So 0 and 2 and 5 and 2. One no in PFL, one and one in Bellator, regional champion, 10 years younger than Andrews. Nate the Snake Andrews, 16 and 5, five knockouts, 10 submissions. He's been knocked out once. 14 and 1 in CES and was the former champion at this uh, weight class, uh, lightweight. Actually, this is a watchweight fight. He was the uh, champ at lightweight, I believe. I could be messing all this up. Do you remember where you was the champ at, Dan? I don't. <laughs> all right. And yeah, he was a champ, we'll say. Uh, he's lost three straight fights, though. Uh, only won one of his last five. He's not fought since August of 2022. He's not won since July of 2019. 0-2 in Bellator, 1-2 in the PFL, 2012 Pro MMA debut. Also, is a pro grappler, five inches taller than Zebian, eight inches of reach on him. Go ahead. Size versus yeah. youth. Yeah, the size is going to win out here for me. And I think Andrews is actually going to be a, a decent size favorite here. You, we'll say it's probably the same numbers as we saw in that last fight. We'll say negative 180 or negative 160, negative 165 for Andrews, and like plus 130, plus 140 for Zebian. Uh, and, and I'm going to take Andrews. I, I think both of these guys, probably their biggest problem on the regional scene is that they're kind of hittable. Um, and, and the difference maker for me is going to be, first of all, that range and that height that you talked about from Andrews clear difference maker. And then secondly, 
Zebian is just like a touch slower and a touch more patient. So like if you're both very hittable, what's going to work moving forward and hitting somebody, right? Like moving forward and throwing your bombs and like throw, you know, taking your chances, not trying to be patient and look for the perfect one because both of them are going to find the perfect one if they really want to, because like both of them are hittable and Zebian also just like doesn't have big knockout power. Whereas Andrews, you know, he's got a little bit more, but like they're just going to be hittable and there to be hit. And I like Andrews is, uh, I, I like his cardio a little bit better. I like his speed a little bit better. Uh, and I like his aggression a little bit better. So I'll take the the favorite here, most likely favorite here, Andrews. Okie dokie dokie. Um, where are we going to now? We are going to a shameless fighter, right? That's where we're going to next. Uh, this one is actually for some gold. It is for the CS MMA featherweight championship of the world. Three five minute, sorry, five five minute rounds, 145. Don Shanus. Regivaldo Carvalho is who is fighting. Carvalho Magreo is the nickname, which means or Magreo. Uh, M A G R A O. I don't know that one, but I do know one we're going to talk about later, and we're going to have to really talk about it later. <laughs> oh, yes, we do. You, yeah, you just wait. A uh, skinny is what this one means. Oh, okay. Yeah, that that's suited. Yeah, that's a that's yep. a good nickname for him. <laughs> All right. Uh, Carvalho, eight and four, four knockouts, three submissions. He's been knocked out twice, submitted twice. So he's been finishing all his losses. One known CES. He's won two straight fights and three of four. Got TK, uh, one via TKO in his last fight. Um, bum, 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 bum. As I lost my place here. Two and all in Bellator. Used to fight at lightweight. Three years younger than Shanus. Three inches taller, four inches of reach. Shameless Don Shanus. 13 and five, eight knockouts, two submissions. He's been knocked out once, submitted once. This is his. CES debut. He's gone one and two over his last three and six and two over his last eight. Did win his last fight. Uh, the two losses in that streak, streak I was telling you about were in the UFC where he went 0 and 2. He's got multiple reach championships on his mantle. Correct. Get the shirt sports slash store. Used to fight at lightweight as well. 2 and 0 in Bellator for him as well. Go ahead. So I think Shanus is going to be a big favorite here. Probably negative 300. Uh, the the rub of being in the UFC just going to kind of be too much here. And he really did get a bad shake of things in the UFC too. When you go back and you look at who he had to fight. You know, we're talking about Sadiq Yusuf on short notice. And then following it up with Jack Jenkins before they let him go. Not really a great run. Um, but I actually like Carvalho here. Uh, and you're probably going to get him, you know, 250 or better. Um, I, I would have to imagine plus 250 or better. He just like... When he puts his combinations together, he hits really hard. Um, I went back and I watched his fight with uh, Blake Builder, um, which, you know, people are people have said hit or miss things about Blake Builder, but I think we could all agree that, like, Blake Builder, when he's aggressive, is at least as good as Don Shane is. And, like, he absolutely tagged Blake Builder all over the park for two rounds. He winds up getting TKO'd in the third and losing that fight, but he dropped Builder like three or four times, which is like really good combinations. Um, I don't like that he, how much he moved back early in that fight, but when he did start marching forward, everything landed. Now, is he going to be able to stuff all the takedowns from Shanus? Because Shanus has got good grappling too. I'm not positive. I think that's probably why Shane is going to come in as a massive favorite that in the UFC run, but like he gets up quick when he's taken down, like builder took him down a couple of times, you know, once sometimes just like timed weirdly. Sometimes he caught a kick or something and he worked his way up to the feet almost every single time in those fights. So 
I think Carvalho is going to be a pretty large underdog here. And I think this is probably one of those spots where you want to jump on, you know, as big as the number as you can find. Because Carvalho, uh, I, I think, is going to just be smacking Shayna's on the feet. And so what's the official number you're calling it at? You said plus 250? I'll say 250, yeah. Whew. Spicy, spicy underdog there. Um, all right. One more fight. Main event uh, of the event. Um, the aforementioned Charles Rosa is fighting. Before we get to that, I'm going to keep you in suspense because I'm going to tell you about the last couple of people that are keeping us in your ear holes. And that would be, who, who would the first one be? It would be game time. The spot where I tell you to spend your money after we, we give you winning winning uh, plays place to get last minute tickets game time is the spot to go for that it's the fastest growing ticketing app in the country for a reason get images of your seat before you buy so you know exactly what to expect when you arrive buy tickets in a matter of seconds two taps and you're set tickets are sent directly to your phone so you never have to dig through your email snag the tickets without the stress with game time download the game time app create an account and use code cfbx for 20 dollars off your first purchase terms apply again create an account and redeem code cfbx for 20 dollars off Download game time today. Last minute tickets, lowest price. Guaranteed. Hall of Fame bets. Win bigger by betting smarter this NFL season with Hall of Fame bets. The sports betting analytics platform for parlays, player props, and game lines. Limes. Uh, I got fined again. More money in the jar. Game lines. Research every NFL, NBA, MLB, and soccer bet with historical stats and data. Enter any parlay idea into Hall of Fame bets. Revolutionary parlay optimizer tool to get hit rates broken down by leg as well as an expected probability for the entire parlay. Start all players by hit rate for any bet to learn which players are hot and which picks have value. Stop betting in the dark. Stop it. And join over 30,000 users researching with Hall of Fame bets to craft more intelligent data-driven parlays. Download the Hall of Fame bets app or visit hofbets.com and use code SGPN to get 50% off your first month today. Start researching, start winning with Hall of Fame bets. All right. We researched the main event. We're going to break it down for you now. Three five-bed rounds, featherweights, Charles Rosa versus Jonathan Gary. Gary, junkyard dog, Jonathan Gary. 13, 13, and two. That's, uh, <laughs> that, that's a main event record for you, right? Um, that's a that's a retirement fight record for you. Yeah. Seven knockouts, three submissions. He's been knocked out four times, submitted eight times. 0-1 in CES. He's lost five straight fights, four straight via finish. He's not won since July of 2017. Yeah, yeah, Two and two in Bellator. He's fed at up at oh lightweight and welterweight regional champion as well. 2009 pro MMA debut, four inches of reach, and he also is a pro boxer. Uh, Rosa Boston Strong, Charles Rosa, 14 and eight, three knockouts, eight submissions. He's been knocked out once. Five and zero oh in CES, five and eight in the UFC. He's fed at lightweight and welterweight as well. 2012 pro MMA debut, a year younger than Gary, an inch of height over him. Go ahead. Yeah. So the, I, I hinted to it just now. I think this is a retirement fight for Charles Rosa. They're giving him a main event over a title fight on a fight card where I know, I, I believe if I'm not mistaken, his family uh, had uh, either his mom or his, one of his maternal family members had breast cancer. So it's a breast cancer special awareness event. His brother is fighting on the main event of the undercard. He's fighting a guy with a 500. Like, this is a retirement fight for him, and they set him up with a fight he could win. He should be negative 2,000 here uh, to win by submission. He should be negative 2,000 and probably higher on the money line. I don't know an official number that they'll post. I don't know that books will even list it. It's that one of Titan. And look, you said it. Gary's got 13 losses. 
Eight of them have come by submission. They put him up against a guy who's been submitting dudes in the UFC for years and uh, seemingly is trying to put on one more show for his hometown crowd. So, yeah, of course it's Rosa. He wins by whatever way he wants, most likely a very quick submission. And I'm calling it now. He lays the gloves down. He's 37 out of the UFC now. I think it's probably over. So what what are the what's the official number you said? I said negative two thousand. Oh, minus two thousand it is. Wow, wow, wow! Everyone get in on that line. All right, so CS he's got Rosa, he's got Carvalho. Hopefully, as a, a pretty big underdog, he's got Andrews and he's got Spicely as a big one, well, big a dog. We we'll, won't say big dog, a dog at the very least. All right, so that's CS. Don't go away because we're not done yet. We're gonna give you a couple picks for Fury. It's a Fury Contender Series. Everyone's got Contender Series now. So is this similar to the UFC Contender Series or what? Because both these guys are actually in, or both the guys in the main event are actually in Fury FC as well. So what are these Contender Series? No, their Contender Series is just like them saying that we're putting on like an event that's mostly got like people about to make their debuts or like who are kind of new. Like, put it this way. This CES card they're putting on right now feels kind of like a CES contender series. Like it's mostly like Amy fights and people making their debuts and then like a couple of nice fights at the top of the card. Um, That's the same thing here. It's like Fury usually has like plenty of people you've heard of before. Um, And like this one has got like two fights worth of people you've heard of before. And then like a whole bunch of like, you know, fights they squeezed onto the card so that people could get experience and see if they actually belong in Fury. Okay, so it's a, it's a fight night at the Apex is what it is. Bingo. Bingo. Uh, killing time as my topology crashed, but now it's back. All right, <laughs> let's, get, let's get Fury up here. Fury puts on good events. They're, they're the up-and-coming um, fight, uh, regional fight. Uh, promotion, that's the word, promotion out of uh, Texas normally. All right, Fury Challenger Series 8 is what we're going to be covering uh, the top two fights on the card. Have you watched these Challenger series before? I have. Yeah. Oh, also, I you can watch CES, by the way. Uh, they posted on their Instagram that they don't seem to have a deal with Fight Pass anymore, and it will be live on Facebook. <laughs> oh, that's fine. We, we shall take it. This one is live on Facebook as well. Fury Challenger Series 8, Sunday. They always run Sundays, which is another uh, fun thing about them. Uh, so, Sunday, this coming Sunday, the 22nd of October, 5.30 p.m. Eastern on Facebook. And it is going down in Houston, Texas, in Imogen venues. 23 fights on the card, Dan. We're going to break down all 23 now, <laughs> right? <laughs> yeah, sure. <laughs> yeah. All right. Co-main event. We'll jump right up to the co-main event. It is a, both these fights, break it down, are Bantamweight fights. This is Carlos Jimenez versus Shane Torres. As I said, Bantamweight, so three rounds at 135 pounds torres four and three one knockout one submission he's been knocked out twice one and two in fury he's lost two straight before that he won two straight he also is a pro grappler he's five years younger than jimenez and an inch taller jimenez four and two two knockouts one submission he's been submitted once four and two in fury so all his fights pro fights have been in fury he's won two straight and three of four last two wins have come via finish that's all i got so I'm looking at this fight. I'm guessing Jimenez is going to come in as a, a, a decent sized favorite. We'll, we'll say Jimenez like negative 230. Uh, and, and then you'll get the return on Torres like plus 180, plus 190. Um, and I'm going to say Jimenez is the winner here. I, I He's got some very nice basic striking for a guy of his experience level. He throws like a nice front kick. He's got some combos. 
they're most of them are pretty short, but like he puts his punches together, which is more than you could say for most guys who have, you know, six pro fights on their career. Um, but what he really wants to do is he really wants to grapple. He's really sharp on the ground. He's got some nice submissions. I'm a little bit worried because his only real takedown game is that he trips, you know, like he gets body lock trips or, you know, over under inside trips and like stuff like that. Um, and he's gotten tricked into brawling in a couple of the fights I've watched. Like he starts landing a little bit, the guy returns and then he just keeps throwing wildly. And that's not where he's his best. Um, so I like worry about those kinds of things for him as he moves forward as a prospect, but they luckily have given him Shane Torres as a guy who should, first of all, be able, he should be able to outstrike. Um, Torres throws like these kind of like stiff shoulder punches that don't look like they, they have much on him. And he's a wrestler type, like he's a real stocky looking dude. So I think he might be hard to take down with the trips, but even if he is, Jimenez should be able to pick him apart on the feet. Um, the the wild thing about this fight, if, did you did you happen to look through either of their records on Tapology when you were looking through? Yeah, I I wild thing about maybe some of the main event too is all these people have beaten the Smotherman, Cameron Smotherman. Is that what Cam- you're referring Cameron to? Smotherman? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like it's weird. Maybe I right? should have known better. Yeah, maybe I should have known better to pick Cameron Smotherman on Contender Series exactly. this year because like everybody on the, the the Challenger Series here has beaten Smotherman. Um. But yeah, no, I, I like Jimenez. I think he's probably going to be the sharper striker. If he doesn't get the takedowns, that's fine. And even if he gets taken down and works off his back, I think his jujitsu is good enough to catch Torres. So uh, I'll take the the favorite Jimenez here. All right. What was the number you were cutting out when you, you gave yeah. us the your guess? Uh, well, hopefully it only cut out for you. Uh, but neg- negative 230 was my guess. <laughs> Always make you nervous, but I have to tell you when I don't hear it. So there you go. All right. Minus 230 it is. So let's find out who else beat Cameron Smotherman, shall we? Why did we, why did we go down this <laughs> why, why did we? Why did we fall for that, Gumby, and uh, buy your Smotherman stock? All right. The main event of the 23 fight card. John Yannis versus Eduardo Alvaro. Alvarado, excuse me. So American versus a Mexican in Alvarado. I will tell you about Alvarado first. <laughs> What's his nickname, Dan? El Pube. I, I looked so far to try to find what El Pube was. <laughs> yep. And I I didn't get anything, man. I'm going to be honest. I Hey, Spanish. Google says Spanish to English. It says the pube, which is what it sounds like <laughs> it means. The pube. I'm. I mean, there's a, all I found was like this song in Spanish called El Pube. Um, and the song seems to be about that. Um, (laughs) (laughs) it at least appears to be about that. So I don't, I'm going to be honest. I, I just don't know, but it does appear (laughs) that he is the pube. (laughs) All right. The pube, you please have him on your show and find out the pube. Alvarado is 10 and seven. Four knockouts, one submission. He's been knocked out four times, submitted once. This is his Fury FC debut. Lost win, lost win over his last four fights. He did win his last fight via TKO. He's fighting Giannis, not Antetokounmpo. Angel is the nickname for Giannis. Five and two with two knockouts. Never been finished in a fight. Four and two in Fury. So he's fought at a pretty high level in Fury. Uh, he's won three straight fights in four of five. Two years younger than the pube and two inches taller than the pube. Or longer, should we say, than the pube? <laughs> Long, longer than the pube. The pube's gonna be a huge underdog here. Uh, <laughs> plus plus three fifty, negative four hundred. 
I, I don't – I think if you – this was a gun to your head pick and you're telling me pick the winner, you know, I'm going to kill a puppy or something like that, I'd probably take Giannis. But he's not worth the the price you're going to see here. Um, and I actually – I think Alvaro is going to be close to – like if you're giving me – you're telling me what percentage I think at the time Alvarado would win, I would say like you know 45 to 48% of the time he would beat Giannis um, because he's got a better jab. Um, in Giannis throws like kind of power combinations and he switches stances a bunch. But if you watched his fight with Mo Miller and granted Mo Miller, high level regional level guy, he won by split and mostly just like he got taken down whenever Mo Miller wanted him to, he popped up enough, you know, it was a split decision win because he clearly outstruck Miller in the third and in the second he outstruck Miller, but spent some time on the bottom. And in the first he clearly lost because he gave up his back in no time flat. So, like, he's got a good gas tank, so he builds momentum as the wrestlers start to fade. But I think here's the problem. He's going to run up against a guy who's not going to tire himself out. He pumps a jab. He's faster. He's got quicker combos, and his combos start with a jab. This is the pube I'm talking about. He's got good head movement. He doesn't just rely on stance switches to, like, get him there. And I think his striking is more adverse. Like, if you watch Giannis's uh, game, most of his, his strikes are just power combinations. And then, you know, he switches stances four times and throws a different power combination. Whereas, like, Giannis will throw a jab with a one-two behind it. He'll throw leg kicks. He'll, you know, he'll triple up his jab sometimes. Like, he's just smarter with it, and he moves his head. So, I think Alvarado is probably going to be a massive underdog. But I would give him so much better of a chance on the, the number you're going to see. Plus, on Sunday... We're all going to gather around. We're going to turn on Facebook for the first time in 10 years. And we're going to all cheer in the discord for the pube. And I just, I don't know what could be more community building in our discord than coming together for a pube. It's true. So you're picking the pube Gumby. I'm going to go with the pube. <laughs> all right. And where do you, are you guessing the number at? I said, I, I think you're going to get him 350. Yeah. 350. And to be honest, like I would bet him. If he was plus two twenty, I'd still be on. Uh, All right. I, I, I think I think he's probably like if I were to line this fight on my own, like if I was the book and I was putting risk on myself, I would say like plus one forty five, plus one fifty on Alvarado. So anytime you get higher than that, that's where the value is going to come in because he's got an awful record, right? Like his record doesn't look. Yeah. He's he's ten and seven. Um, but like, look at what he's fought too. Like he was in Kombache and has fought some like good dudes in Kombache. Uh, you know, he, he fought Roman Salazar way back when. And, and that's a guy who's like been all over the regional state Did Roman Salazar fighting. Yeah. He fought in the UFC for, for three fights. Um, so he, he like beat the shit out of a UFC veteran. Um, you know, like you, you, you got to give credit to some of the fights he's had back then. And a lot of his losses come really early in his career. So yeah. Give me the pube. <laughs> <laughs> all right so alvarado and jimenez are his picks for fury fc uh as he said as he being gumby said get in the discord and have some fun with us talk about pubes that would be sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash discord twitter sgpn mma gumby runs that account you can find him also at gumby Vreeland. you can find me on twitter and instagram at jeff fox writer you can also find me on my Substack, moneymma.substack.com. Get it in your inbox every day. My podcast, my what else do I do? I write quite a bit. I give away things and pick them contests. So uh check that out if you're interested. And Gummy's got Top Turtle MMA podcast. 
which he interviews interesting people in the MMA world. Do you know who's on this week yet? Yeah, so kicking off the show this week, we're going to be talking to a referee and judge in the MMA sphere, Chris Lieben, uh, joins oh, the show. Yeah, as crush. Very, very exciting. And then fighting at UFC 294 uh, in Abu Dhabi this weekend is Mohamed Naimov, who joins the show as well. Wow, there you go. I, as I told you, interesting people. He's always got good interviews with people. Hopefully, he can have Al Pube on soon, so we can. Uh, <laughs> so you can thank him for winning, uh, helping us win, and you can find out about the nickname. All right, um, when are we coming back? We're going to come back Sunday, but Gumby. I mean Wednesday. Excuse me, Gumby. I'll tell you all about that and say goodbye to you. All right, I'm David Gumby Freeland. He's the Pube, Jeff Fox, and we will see you on Wednesday. The 435th edition of the MMA Gambling Podcast of the Sports Gambling Podcast Network is brought to you by Underdog Fantasy.